Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. Today's a special episode where I'll be chatting with TJ Lang, former NFL football guard. He played for the Green Bay Packers from 2009 to 2016 and was part of the 2011 Super Bowl win against the Steelers. He was a two-time Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl player and he came back to his hometown of Michigan to play for the Lions from 2017 to 2018. I'm excited to talk to him about his time playing and just his life in general. Hey, TJ. What's up, Alexa? How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks I'm for coming on. Fine. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, a lot of good things. Aw, thanks. <laughs> me too. And you're having a show here soon? Yeah, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we can uh, announce more, some more details. But, um, yeah, I think... Uh, you know, obviously sports is my background and yep. <laughs> got a lot of good stories from, from the years and uh, a lot of great friends and some guests that I can uh, like to talk to. So, yeah, hopefully we can get that launched here in the next uh, maybe four or five weeks. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, um, so actually, it's funny. So I was uh, I have uh, two novels out, like a romance series, and the main character is actually a football player, oh, no quarterback, kidding. but I ended up. It's um, New York Giants, okay. but... Oh, maybe give me something to read then. Yeah, you know, or your wife. Or... Fiction or non-fiction? Uh, fiction. Okay, there we go, all right. Um, but no, I learned work. a lot about football, so oh, good. doing the research. Good, good for you. And um, yeah, my boyfriend and his family are all huge like Lions fans, so right. like I've been learn- I've been going to games more and learning. There so you go. I'm picking nice. up. Yeah, it's a good hobby. Yes, it's fun. I'm kind of sick of it after playing Yeah, I'm sure you though. are, but... <laughs> need a little break. Yes, I'm sure. Um, so what were you like growing up? Growing up, um, what was I like? Well, you know, I, I loved, I loved being outside, you know, I loved being outside. I grew up in Ferndale, Michigan, um, just normal little blue town, blue blue (laughs) collar town. Um, the street I grew up on had a lot of kids my age. Um, so we were pretty much outside every single day, whether it was playing, you know, hockey on the streets, getting honked at by <laughs> cars going by or finding a field to play football. And it was just all about being outside. And um, my parents separated and, and, you know, I was, I think I was four. Um, so split time back and forth, but I uh, was lucky enough to have them at least, you know, still have a great relationship, even though yeah. they were separated. So um, I, I, had a, I had a great childhood. I had great parents. Um, I, I, I honestly, it was kind of, I made the best out of it, being able to go from mom's house to dad's yeah. house. It felt like a little mini vacation every <laughs> week or two. And um, Any siblings? I did, yeah. Older sister. Uh, Megan is a year and a half older than me and uh, three younger brothers wow. who are, uh, two of them are twins. So um, I was about 10 when they were born, 10, 11. Okay. So, uh you know, it gave me kind of a head start into uh, fatherhood almost. Yeah. You know, having three little three little brothers that young with, with parents working um, really helped me, just kind of develop me and prepare me for, you yeah. know, now having three kids of my own because it just wasn't, I never, never, never worry about it. You know, I was used to taking care of my brothers. I remember how it was to change diapers and, and do all that fun stuff. <laughs> oh, so, that's, yeah. Um, kind of prepared me a little bit. But, yeah, like great family, big family, you know, big yeah. Irish family. My dad was... Uh, one of two, you know, and my aunt didn't have any kids, so it was just me and my sister on that side, and then yeah. my, the other side, my mom is one of eleven and oh. with about forty cousins. So oh uh, those get-togethers <laughs> were always very fun, and uh, definitely um, just a lot of great memories, you know, especially around the holidays, being able to spend time with with the whole family, and um, was it was it was always something I looked forward to, and now that I have a chance uh, with a big family of my own, and yeah. um, hosting those parties is kind of very cool, nostalgic 
type feeling, yeah. you know, brings back a lot of memories when you were a kid. So um, I think that was that was kind of my upbringing, um, you know, just blue collar family, tough, hardworking people. And yeah. um, definitely, uh, definitely gave me a lot of characteristics as I grew, you know, in, into an yeah. adult. Did you always want to play football or like how did you get your start in wanting to? You know, I always wanted to play baseball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> baseball and hockey, I think were my first two loves. <laughs> um, I was really good baseball player growing up. Hockey never really had the chance to get on the ice. Uh, very expensive sport, <laughs> if you don't know. Um, so I really I stuck to baseball, and I, I ended to. up playing. I ended up playing football. I think when I was in third grade because my dad wanted me to, and I was like, well, you know, I don't really love it, you know, but my dad loves football, so yeah, I'll give it a try, I guess, and stuck with it for a few years. And um, I think once I got to high school, I hit a growth spurt, and I realized whoa, I'm actually getting good at this. <laughs> you know? I, I still love baseball, but wow, I'm a, this is like the first time I've actually felt like I'm a really good football player, you know, and yeah. I think from there it just kind of grew. Okay, that's cool, though, like that it wasn't like always that main sport. No. But it ended up being the big one. Yeah, and my dad was always a huge influence on me as far as sports because anytime I got to spend the weekend at his house, it was always, you know, either Red Wings or Tigers or Michigan football. And yep. just something sports was on the TV 24-7, oh, you know. And my dad my dad just loved, loved sports. He was an athlete growing up all the way through high school. And I just saw that's kind of where we bonded, you know. Yeah. We didn't really have the really super close kind of talk about everything going on in our lives. It was just always – it was always revolved around sports. And I always loved, you know, going to the – um, you know, my dad was a member at the Ferndale Elks uh, Club, and you know we'd go up there on Saturdays and just watch six hours of college football, and it's just like, gosh, this is great, man. This is just awesome. It's creating so many great, you know, feelings and memories. And, yeah. Um, so I think that was my dad was a huge influence on me getting into sports because I knew that he was a fan, and I knew that you know he was a good player as well, and he could help me along the way, and he coached bunch of my teams and I just knew it made him happy you know yeah. and, and making him happy made me happy and yeah. uh, you know stuck with it and glad I did <laughs> yeah I mean you did really well <laughs> yeah I mean it's 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 hard to wake up and play 10 years in the NFL you know it's I yeah. think the average career is just under three years with the amount of injuries and the amount of turnover every single year with a bunch of new guys coming in from college um, so it's definitely tough to hold on to that position for that long and um, I couldn't have done it all on my own I mean I had a lot of people help me out throughout the years yeah. and keeping me healthy and staying out of staying out of trouble and uh, it was a great great 10 years I mean I never imagined when I first got into the NFL that I would be playing for a whole decade um, and the same team but, too yeah most I mean, of it. eight years in Green yeah. Bay and then two in Detroit which was awesome to be able to come home um, but yeah I think once it all ended about this time last year I announced my retirement it was just like I can't believe that went by so fast you know yeah. I remember being in my second year and just looking at the 10-year vets saying gosh dang man like I just, how I, do you do I, that I, yeah, yeah but I just I, I just I wish I could do that you know I hope I can do that and when it's all done, you look back at it and you're like, man, that, that happened in a blink of an eye. You yeah. Know? So, uh, but a lot of, obviously a great 10 years, did a lot of really cool stuff and got a championship out of it. And a couple Pro Bowls, was able to be a captain on a couple different teams, which is really, That's really so tough cool. to do. And yeah. um, just a really, really great 10 years. And, but it was time for me to start a new chapter of my life. And, you know, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, and it's good. Like you're still young, so you get to like be with your kids and stuff too, yeah. and like watch them grow. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I have um, three children now. My oldest is eight. 
and my youngest is one almost uh, about 21 months old now and then my little princess is just turned four in December so we've got a full house and Aww. some of the coolest <laughs> memories for me was my son was born in 2011 um oh, I was the in big my, year for you right yeah <laughs> I was going into my third year in the NFL we had just come off a Super Bowl win and uh he got to spend I mean he was at Lambeau Field every single game we had a game and and Aww. just it's just so fun looking back on the pictures now of him um, sitting up in the stands with my jersey on and pictures of us down on the field and at the time um, you know him being four or five six years old I don't yeah. think he understood the magnitude of it because he played football and he was always asking why can't my team play here and it's like <laughs> so you one can, day yeah you don't really you know he doesn't realize the magnitude of it but th those are going to be um, you know just great memories for when he's older and and great memories for me being able to yeah. share that experience with him um, and then my daughter was she might be too young to remember when I played when she grows up but yeah. a lot of great pictures with her as well um, so it's just it's it's a lot of fun being able to spend more time with them and, yeah. and start to um, become a full-time dad instead of their you know lives yeah. revolving around my schedule my life revolves around their schedule and uh, you know I really love every second of it I get to go to all the events the hockey game practices the games the yeah. uh, the swimming lessons the skating you know all the little stuff that <laughs> um, I used to hate going to when my sister was doing it I'd have yeah. to be forced there now I'd love going into it now because you just see the joy that it brings them and I'm glad I get to share that with them yeah, and it's a, it's a different experience for watching your kids first, like a sister. But oh, for still, sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, you definitely, <laughs> I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm, I never really understood it when my parents used to tell me they were my biggest fans, but I do now. Yeah. You know, I do now that I get to watch, uh, especially my oldest son play hockey. You know, I can definitely guarantee you I'm the biggest fan <laughs> because <Aww. laughs> I'm just one of the hardcore dads up there that yeah. are stressed out there in the games. I just want them to do so good every single time. And <laughs> there's times you have to step back and yeah. tell yourself, yeah, these eight year olds, let them go have fun. And um, there's a there's a balance there that you have to learn. But um, it's just it's it's very, very enjoyable. And it's very uh, it'd be being a dad is, I think, the, the the most rewarding job you can ever have. I'm excited one day to have my <laughs> own kids, but not for a little while. <laughs> yeah, you'll love it. I mean, it's it's very rewarding. It's yeah, like my boyfriend has um, two nephews and a niece, and I was like, we've been together for three and a half years, okay. and they they're all within that. <clears throat> I was at each birth, so like I've seen them grow up still, yeah. being like two, three, one, whatever. Yeah, and it's just so fun. Yeah, it's like ugh. What's well, a perfect way to start? Yeah, you, know, you get to spend a day with them and then go home. Yeah, and then they can, <laughs> and then give back, back to, to their parents, dad, right? And I, I tell, uh, that's what I tell my my sister and my brothers now is, come babysit our kids for like two days. Uh, you'll either love it or it'll be a great um, kind of birth control yeah. for you. <laughs> You're gonna say, nope, I'm good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I've always knew that I wanted to have kids. Uh, I'm just coming from a big family and yeah. um, have not regretted anything about it. Well, that's always good. Yep. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Do you um, ever go to games still, like to watch? Um, or yeah. you're kind of over it? You know, I went to a couple last year. I went to two Lions games, and then actually I traveled back to Green Bay to go to a game. Um, 
I didn't have a ton of interest. You know, I think I did it only because I, I wanted to go to a game with my family and actually sit down with them and watch a game with them right. and be a fan yeah. um, for the first time in forever. Yeah. <laughs> so there were a couple of games I took, you know, I was able to take my, my, my son to mm-hmm. um, and sit down with him and watch him, yeah. you know, kind of teach him about the game a little bit and watch with my family and, and drink some beer while I'm watching the game. Yeah. Like, this is really <laughs> cool. Um, so, but I didn't have a ton of interest only because you know it, it had been my entire life for 10 years it's like yeah once you get out of it you're right. like you, you want to take a step back for a little bit you want to breathe a little bit you don't want to just go back to ingesting football 24 7 right and it hasn't even been a year full yeah, year yet right and it hadn't been a full year so it was like it was kind of hard because at the same time you have a lot of emotions you know you, yeah. you miss the game you miss uh being down there on the sideline you know when the national anthem's going on you still get the adrenaline rush that you did when you were playing and yeah you got to look at yourself and be like okay i'm just, just watching you know so <laughs> There were a lot of emotions, and it was a little bit hard at first. But um, I think, you know, looking back to – because I think everybody will tell you when they retire, they still feel like they can play. (laughs) You know, that's the hardest part. (laughs) I still feel like I can play. But I always just kind of remind myself how my body felt, you know, after my 10th year and and the pain I was going through. And I just said, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, you have such young kids and – yeah, and it's it's just it was just time. It's time to yeah. start a new chapter. It's time to, um, you know, it's time to take care of other people other than myself. Yeah, and then when you would watch games, did you have a lot like were any the, a lot of the people you played with were they still on the team? Yeah, a lot of the guys. I mean, when I so went to... So it's weird probably seeing it from a different... Yeah, and I mean, you're still... I, I kind of... Playing for Green Bay and having some buddies that still play there and playing for Detroit, obviously having a lot of buddies that that are still on the team, you kind of get torn between who you're going to root for. So I decided I'm just going to root for my buddies. You know, I want all my yeah. buddies to succeed and whoever wins, whoever loses, you know, so be it. You know, oh, just yeah, because they've had guys, it together. Yeah, you play, each you know, other. those it's teams funny. play twice yeah. a year. So it's like, well, maybe if they could split, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the home teams win, but um, I find myself rooting more for um, just my really good friends that were out there playing yeah. and, and, and cheering for their, their health and safety more than anything. Yeah. Um, because the wins and the losses hurt for a couple of days, but that's, you know, that's that's short-term pain. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want any of those guys to go through the long-term injuries and the pain. So I think uh, overall last year was a pretty good year because I don't think there were a lot of very serious injuries for yeah. either teams, which was which was good to see. Yeah, actually, so that's, I was going to kind of change gears a little, but like about injury, mm-hmm. um, obviously you guys get a lot of like injuries all the time. Yeah. Do, have you noticed from any of your injuries, like, did your, like things change after, like with, from either from a head injury, like, did you notice anything different after? Yeah. I mean, I think the last concussion I had, um, affected me for a long time. Yeah. Um, as far, and, and I characterize a long time different than other people. Every other concussion I had was almost like a couple of days and then I started to feel better and, yeah. and, and noticed, uh, you know, I was, I was back to normal. I think the last one I had was, um, leaning on probably three, four, five months where I was yeah. just wasn't feeling the same, um, and that was kind of scared me. And that that's what kind of forced me into making the retirement decision as well yeah. because it's like you know you meet with all these doctors and everyone's got a different opinion and there's not really with with how far tech you know the the studies have come that we're still not there yet to know everything yeah. about the head injuries. So I think the unknown factor is the scariest because. 
you look at right now in today's day and age, all the studies that are being done are, are in players that played in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and they didn't right. have the type of equipment that we have um, today. But it's really, it makes you think, you know, is there going to be another 20, 30 years before they know how this generation is right. impacted by, by the head injury? So, yeah, I, I think it makes you, it worries you a little bit, but I, I choose not to, I, ch- I choose to live my life not in fear. You know, I, yeah. I know what I signed up for. I, I don't regret a minute of it playing in the NFL if there's consequences is to be uh, paid down the line then you know so be it I kind of have that attitude about yeah. I knew what I was getting into and, and I was able to um, build a great life for my family and I think that that kind of trumps everything in my opinion at least yeah. so um, but I, I still being a year removed now um, I don't really notice anything like daily you know yeah. with, the, with the head trauma I think well that's good the biggest the biggest change that I had was sleep I mean it took me a long time to figure out um, what's going on with my sleep? Why am I not yeah. sleeping? Why am I waking up every single day feeling like I have a hangover? You know, just oh, whether I, I slept 10 hours or two hours, every morning was the same. And I took all the sleep studies. You know, you don't have sleep apnea. You don't have this. You're just a bad sleeper. And it's like, in my <laughs> head, I would automatically relate it to, <clears throat> it's got to be, you know, trauma-based from the concussions. Yeah. And um, that's something that I battled with for a really long time because I used to pride myself on getting up first thing in the morning, boom, I'm ready to go, let's start yeah. the day, I'm out the door, let's go. You know, bright energy, ready to go. And for a couple of years it was like, oh, damn, like I just want to <laughs> sleep for another 10 minutes. I don't want to get out of bed, you know. I just feel like, you know, before you open your eyes, you're like, please let today be the day where I feel good, you know. Yeah. It just wouldn't come. And, um, you know, I was taking a lot of sleeping aids to try to just put me through the night. Yeah, and, and then you're exhausted from sleep. it yeah. after. and then you have the side effects of that the next morning. So um, I found a couple different ways to, um, you know, find, find myself getting to bed easier and staying asleep a little bit better and honestly that's made a big difference in my life because if I can just wake up ready to go Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have a good day you know if I don't get it if I wake up at eight you know seven o'clock and then I just lay in bed until nine and I'm kind of lousy until noon like it's just gonna be a long just kind of sloppy day and I just hate feeling like I'm wasting that time so sleep for me is is uh, is a huge part yeah I definitely understand that um do you how do you think like the NFL is handling like the brain injuries and also like mental health. Um, I think they're doing better. Yeah. You know, I, I still think there's a lot more that they can do. I, I still think there's a lot that is being held, you know, from mm-hmm. the players to show us exactly what we're getting into. Yeah. Um, but saying that, I, I do respect what they have done at least in the past 10 years because I remember being a rookie in 2009 being diagnosed with a concussion um, didn't really know what was going on I showed up to work the next day after a big impact the previous day and um, just like I was watching the film and I couldn't remember anything and it was just like what is going on man yeah. and I, it just scared the living hell out of me and um, got diagnosed with a concussion came back the next day yeah, I'm feeling better, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, why don't you get back out there, you know, whatever it is. And uh, it's like that was it, you know. Yeah. And um, now in today's day and age, the last you know, three, four concussions, my the last half of my career, um, it was like an automatic week. Yeah. That you're just you're just shacked up doing nothing. I mean, yeah. you're doing you're not you're not even allowed to come in the building unless your symptom score is zero, and you're taking all these symptom scores: headaches, nausea, you know, yeah. whatever, you know 
lights. Uh, sensitivity to lights, noise, all this stuff. And um, unless your, you know, your baseline is back to normal, like they won't even let you advance into the next stage. Then the next stage is, you know, go sit in meetings for a couple hours, come back to another symptom score. If anything kind of lights up there, you're back to step one. Yeah. So you have to climb through a lot of hurdles now. Um, just to get back to where you're even doing any physical exercise or any cardio exercise to kind of show that, okay, I'm over it, I'm past the yeah. no symptoms, I'm ready to play. And usually it's about a week. I mean, if you get diagnosed with a concussion now on this Sunday, um, it's hard-pressed for you to get back to play the following Sunday just because of the protocol that they have and the yeah. ladders that you have to step through. Um, and at the same time, like – there's part of me that when I was going through it, I hated because I knew when I was right. If I was right on a Friday, I'd be like, okay, I'm good. Trust me, guys. I am 100%. I'm ready like, to go. No. <laughs> and they'd still hold you out of the game. Yeah. And it would piss me off because it's like I pride myself on, on being healthy and being a, an accountable guy. I want to yeah. be out there on the field. Um, but when you look back on it, you, you have to respect it. You have to appreciate it because yeah. at least there are some steps being taken to make sure you're 100% before you you know take another hit. For sure. Yeah. No, I I agree with that, and I'm a huge person about like advocating for yourself and like you know your body, but sometimes yeah. like for them they're just being on the safe side. Right. Yeah. But, and I think they have to. And I think yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of it came out of it. It wasn't that way until it was forced upon them via lawsuits and, yeah. and those sort of things from previous players. You'd like to see them be a little bit more proactive um but you know at the end of the day something was done about it and hopefully uh hopefully it continues to grow because i know that's really from my rookie year not a lot of people were talking about the head injuries and the concussions um to where we are now you know 11 years later i think it's just a huge cloud uh, above not only football but professional sports making sure that people are doing it the right way so i think it definitely has gotten better that's good. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's gotten better. I don't think we're yeah. there yet, but it's better. Yeah. You know, we're getting there. It's a bit huge change from your beginning till now. Right. Yeah. So, yep. um, what, so now that you're retired and um, living with or being, just being with your family all the time, having this starting a podcast, what else do you want to do in your next chapter? That's a good question. You know, I think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the past year has really been trying some different things and just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks you yeah know, kind of being a free agent type guy okay i'll do some stuff here 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 and didn't really find a lot that i really loved where i'm like yeah. i want to get into this you know uh the, this part of the business whatever it is um but now i think that i'm gonna be getting into i think it's gonna start off with a little more media stuff yeah um because i i think i really love the game of football i want to be around the game of football I don't want to coach. You know, the coaches oh, gonna, are working yeah, 20 ask, hour days. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're just long days. I mean, yeah. you see the guys in the building. The coaches are always the most tired and miserable looking dudes because they <laughs> slept for three hours, you know. And it's just like, I'm not at the point in my life where I want to get into that yet, especially with young kids at home. Um, but I would like to stick around the game in some aspect, whether it's, uh, you know, doing some reporting during the games or doing some analysts during the games um i I think that might be my next step and if i really love it and if i enjoy it and if i'm good at it you know (laughs) hopefully i can make that uh, my next career so i think this coming football season i'll be doing a little bit more and and hopefully uh, we'll see if it takes off well i hope so (laughs) (laughs) i do too (laughs) um so and the we're gonna get ready to end but do you have any advice for those either 
wanting to play professionally or even starting out professionally um, already? Yeah, I think for me, it was always about just having confidence that you're there for a reason. You know, I think I, I've spent a lot of time um, every single year for 10 straight years. You see the rookies come in, you know, you yeah. see this new batch of 10, 15 rookies come in and some of them are are just extremely cocky you know and those guys just think they have it figured out as a 20 21 year old kid in the nfl and um the majority of them don't make it you know it's the guys that come in that might have been a fifth sixth seventh round pick maybe an undrafted free agent that can come in just put their head down work you know just gain the respect of the guys around you um have a belief in yourself that i'm on this team for a reason you know i might get released but maybe another team's out there that likes me let me just Every step of the way, you have to take advantage of your opportunities that you're given, and whether it's uh, practices or whether it's games. Yeah. Because um, I always tell the guys, August, you know, at the end of August is always a really tough time in the NFL because you go from 90 guys down to 45. I mean, you're cutting half your team, and, and 10 of them will come back just to be on the practice squad. But you always try to tell those guys, um, look, you know, you're playing for this team, but you're putting this film out there. There's 31 other teams that are watching this, and, yeah. and all it takes is for one team to say, "Hey, who's that kid? Who's that number 70? Who's that number 72? Man, that kid, that kid's busting his ass out yeah. there." And you're really auditioning for the rest of the league. So it's about just taking advantage of those opportunities. And I think yeah. for young guys, it's it's about working hard. You know, it's, it's for you know high school kids, college kids, whatever it is. It's about working hard. That's all it is. I mean, I didn't do anything special. I was never the the fastest kid on the team. I was never the strongest kid on the team. Um, you know, but I put put my head down and I just grinded. And I just worked yeah, hard. And, and look where you got. Yeah, so. when you when you get the opportunity. Um, you got to strike, you know, because it, it, for a lot of a lot of people, it only comes one time, and yeah. you got to realize it. You got to recognize, this is it. This is my chance, and put everything you got into it to, to go make it happen. Um, I don't think being I don't yeah. think getting to the pros is as hard as a lot of people think. I really don't. I mean, everybody's got this stigma that oh, only the best, may only the yeah. best athletes do it. Only the best. These kids are born that way. You know, these kids they're the lucky ones. I hate when people called me lucky because it's like you worked. I've worked for every single thing that I've ever gotten yeah. in this life, and professionally and football wise, I have had to grind so hard <laughs> just to get to this point man and and once you get there um it's the best feeling in the world but it's also probably the hardest it's the hardest because you got to you got to prove it year in year out that you, you can still do it and you still belong well if my readers or my listeners <laughs> want to keep up with you at all do you have any social media that they can look at yeah, I do. I I have. I'm all over social media. A couple of them are private, just for me and my family and friends. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm open on Twitter. Um, TJ Lang seventy. Um, pretty outspoken guy. Wouldn't recommend following me if you're a little sensitive. <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of political correctness around me. But um, I think that's. I think ultimately that's that's why I have the following that I do is because people yeah. know I'm always going to speak the truth. You know, I'm not going to hide anything. I'm not going to feed people BS. I'm going to speak whatever's on my mind. And um, I say a lot of things that everybody's thinking, but they're too afraid to say it. <laughs> type type guy. I like but, that. Uh, you know, I just. Um, I think that's just who I am. I'm just an honest guy, and you know, I, I take care of, I take care of those I, I like and those that take care of me. And I'm a loyal guy, and uh, I have a lot of fun with it. Good, you know, good little sense of humor too. So, a little dry, but yeah, yeah I well, like to have fun. That's yeah. kind of what it's about. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to see you on uh, <laughs> social media. Yeah. <laughs> well, hope you don't regret it. I won't. <laughs>
I don't. I'm not the political correctness. I don't okay, care about good. any of that stuff. Well, then, you, then we should get along then. <laughs> we have so far. Yes. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank um, you for having me. I'm excited to. Uh, I'm excited to join the NRM family. Yes, and if you ever people. need a guest, I'm. If you ever need a guest for your show, I I'm ready too. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> I will keep it. I will keep the the door open. All right. <laughs> well, this was another episode of With Level Alexa. See you guys later. Bye.